1: Hello and a very warm welcome back to Wellness with Lizelle. And today I'm joined by fellow TV presenter and radio broadcaster Gabby Roslin, whose remarkable career has seen her presenting the Big Breakfast, Children in Need, the National Lottery and even busting food myths as part of the Food Inspectors team. Alongside all of that, Gabby is a true well-being warrior, campaigning for a number of charities including Breakthrough Breast Cancer and Well Child and is vocal about the importance of eating well. So perfect. Welcome. Yes. Gabby. Thank you. What Did a it, joy to be here. Well, it's so funny sitting in front of a microphone with you because usually it's the other way around. I know. And I, I'm with you in BBC Radio
2: London. Yeah, but I love... I actually love being interviewed by by people because it's nice to be the other side sometimes. Yes. And also when it's a friend or somebody you admire. So for me, it's oh, a joy to be here. Oh,
1: well, bless you. Thank you. Can we start with your broadcasting? Because so many of those listening in will know you so well from all those programmes that I mentioned. How did all that start?
2: How, how did you get into it in the first place? Uh, uh, I walked past the very first building that I worked in, because uh, I walk everywhere, which we'll talk about in a minute. But mm-hmm. I walked past there the other day and realised it's 32 years ago this October that I started in TV. And it's a very strange thought, but I can't ever remember a time when I didn't do it and also a time that I didn't want to do it because I was three years old when I knew that's what I wanted to do. Were you really were you interviewing yeah. people with a hairbrush microphone? Well, my, my father worked at BBC as a broadcaster and so I used to go with him to television centre and I used to hold his hand and say, Daddy, Daddy, this is what I want to be when I'm a grown-up. And I knew it. Mm. And then we used to watch Blue Peter going out and I thought, that's what I want to do. And... I used to walk in with him and I'd I'd have my eyes closed and he'd have to, he'd lead me in. And I would imagine that uh, the people at reception were saying, oh, Gabby Roslyn, you're dressing room number one. <laughs> and I used to just pretend and pretend and pretend. And then Swap Shop started, which is a, shows my age. And then I, um, I realised I wanted to do Saturday morning telly. So mm. when I did that, that was incredible. Uh, but when I first went to BBC as um, a presenter, and they said, "Oh, Gabby Roslin, your dress room's down there." Oh. I went into the dress room and I bawled my eyes out. That is such
1: an amazing story. Yeah. That it happened. Is absolute. F- I know. What, what do they call that when you project something and then it becomes a reality? You know, there are whole sort of studies on yes. that, aren't there? That... Saying it out to the
2: universe, but it wasn't. Mm. It was just, you know, what it was. It was a a wish and a mm. dream, and that's mm. what I tell my children: have wishes, have dreams, have hopes. But don't hurt anybody in the process, which is what my parents said to me. Absolutely. Mm. If this is what you want to do, go and do it. Just don't hurt anybody. Be kind. That's what I always say to my
1: children. Always be a little bit kinder than necessary. Yes. Kindness is something that is so crucial we ought to have kindness lessons really i love those random acts of kindness that you hear about when people yes. leave little notes for people or do somebody pay a, a favor it forward. Pay it yeah. forward yeah that's a very good it's a very good rationale but you've obviously seen a lot of changes i remember i started in daytime tv it'll be 30 years ago this year So you're well, a youngster <laughs> well exactly you've got two years on me but there have been so many changes, haven't there? And I think one of the big things that we've seen in, in our field is probably the rise of social media and communicating Massive. with people. Yeah. You're very big on social media, aren't you? Your Instagram is great.
2: I just, you know what? I have fun with it. I think it's very interesting. You can tell that. It, it's very I, lively. Well, I was out last night with somebody who, he's he's brilliant brain. I can say who it was. It was Judge Rinder. So, Robert yeah, Rinder, I saw your a Instagram. Yeah. And we were having a conversation about television and saying that. In the days, I suppose, when I started, that there were four channels and that everybody, there was a more immediacy to television. Television was your friend, your companion. Now people can walk around with that Mm. friend, companion, whatever they want to call it. But also it's now become so judgmental. And I know I've spoken to you about this. I loathe uh, people being so judgmental about everything. And it's very fast. very quick to do it, and
1: it's that mob mentality. And actually, it's it's quite interesting. You should say that because something popped up on the dreaded mail online this morning, and I was misquoted. And Are you, you know, surprise me. Well, yeah, <laughs> tell me something that nobody knows. You know, and these things they come out of nowhere. And I had no idea that they were going to you know write a feature about something. And I have had no opportunity to actually speak to any journalist or say actually, do you know what? I didn't actually say that. And then even, you know, by eight o'clock in the morning, there are scores of comments saying, oh, silly cow, you know, silly woman saying that. And of course, you think you want to scream at it and say, but I did not say that. So, yes, that's but people you... believe it because it's written.
2: Yes. And it still it's... worries me to this day that st- people still believe mm. what's written. And I think with that that is the upside of social media mm. um, uh, that... Scott Mitchell has of course come out this morning and Barbara and Scott are very very dear friends of mine and he made a very brave decision and very strong decision to come out and tell everybody now about Barbara's Alzheimer's and it, it actually it, it's thank goodness he's done it because trying to keep something like that hidden has been very mm. painful for them uh, but so immediately there was a reaction and a strong and so i i put something out before anyone could call me because everybody knows that we're friends for any paper could quote me or anything i put something out on twitter now that anyone can quote that anyone yes. can use that but those are my words in the same as instagram i can make a comment about something yeah. or i can write about and as i do as i said with instagram i, I do it all for fun um and you can so at least that way. There is. You're there absolutely is right. You can. You've
1: got the right of redress immediately to anybody, immediately. and and say, actually, do you know what? I didn't say that. Or love, this is what yes. I really think. And you should do that. well let I them will.
2: Know.
1: <laughs> but then, when it's something small, you just think, oh, it's so petty. You know, do should we always be looking at our, over our, you know, looking after our backs? And but just, lies aren't
2: right. No, no, they're lies. Are, are even, wrong. even small
1: ones. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I shall get onto it. You talked about um, well-being a lot, and I know we've done lots of interviews together. And is your family history and your family background influential in your views on well-being and eating yes, well and living absolutely.
2: well? Absolutely. Um, it's funny enough. It goes back to before both my parents had cancer. So 22 years ago, my father was diagnosed with bowel cancer, and then uh, I, and my mother had um, uh, scleroderma, which is a very rare disease it's uh, in the uh, joints and it's it's horrible it's very horrible and she also had a blood clot on the lung and so she was on warfarin and in and out of hospital but the blood clot was hiding the tumor so she had cancer of the lung a uh, smoking related and mm-hmm. we didn't know that she had cancer until a year well she died a year later and so there was a lot of stuff going on then but i did i did find out a lot about complementary therapies I I don't like the word alternative because they're not I think they complement they complement because I found out I also had um, uh, allergies so I found out about my uh, gluten my my wheat allergy I've got a proper wheat allergy Mm. and I found out about that years earlier so it had been a gradual build-up but then obviously with dad's bowel cancer I want I'm I then, I've studied health, nutrition and fitness, I suppose, for 22 years. I don't have any letters after my name. And I was asked recently in um, in a, a chat about a TV show. They said, oh, yes, you're a nutritionist and a health expert and all of this. But where did you do your course? And I said, well, I read everything possible. Yes. They said, well, then you're not an expert. I said, I've never, ever said I'm an expert. No. All I say is that I I... Read a lot about it. I retain information. I'm, I know I'm wrong on some things. I know I'm right on some things. I wish people would listen more to people mm. like you, to people like Amelia Freer, Dale Pinnock, people I respect. Love Dale. Adore these people. Uh, so I just and, did a podcast with him. It was oh, really he's, he's wonderful, so he knowledgeable. Knows his stuff. Yeah,
1: and he's a real expert. You know, he's a real academic. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get a similar question. People say, "Well, you know, where did you train or where did you study?" But I'm I'm a writer principally, mm. so I'm a writer and a porter and a researcher. So I write books, and when I write books, I then interview the edit, the experts and the academics, and then yes. and I always make sure in my books actually that I put all the clinical references in so that you can fact check because i do want medics to pick them up and rather than just say oh you know this is a bit dismissive i did one recently on menopause and i wanted you know any gp to be able to pick it up and refer to the references and the nice guidelines and all of those things that's very important but but i wouldn't say that i was a a nutritionist or certainly not a you know a dietitian yeah but i think it's important to you know as you say to research and to know what works for you was your father's bowel cancer was that related to diet uh, I, think think? Mm. I think it was. I think
2: it was. I come from a Jewish family uh, where food is very much mm. the centre of Feasting everything. Feasting and family. Um, and... But, but interestingly, if you go back to, he was brought up in Africa, in Zimbabwe, uh, which were then was southern Rhodesia. Um, and it was a very natural diet. Mm. So I think that possibly all changed when he was a student. He came here at 17 and went to Rada. And um, I think that it, and people weren't as knowledgeable, but in those early days, my mother was uh, was uh, evacuated to a farm. Everything was very simple. We're going back to simple yes. food now, so I don't know where the the rubbish happened. I believe it was in the low fat uh, bringing in of all the low fat stuff. Um, in probably the, was it late fifties and sixties that was yeah. all brought in, and and so it's high sugar, um, the fat. I mean, I remember my parents eating. My my mother used to make oh, she was a dreadful cook, but she used to make deep fried um salami and chips and things at home that were made at home. But it was very basic yes. what we had. So I think it was I don't think my father was a particularly healthy eater. He liked mm. to eat a lot. Mm. I who's going to know we're
1: never going to no, know no it is it's one of those dif- very difficult things it's like when people talk about breast cancer I know you've lost many friends oh, to breast cancer and you're a campaigner for, for for breast cancer research and it's that awful statistic of one in eight women being diagnosed mm. with breast cancer which is terrifying
2: it you really know, one is.
1: in eight is just shocking
2: and people must go is you know what it's it, the interesting thing is that I still have girlfriends and we're in our fifties, and I have girlfriends who say, "Oh, I don't want to go for a mammogram." And the very first one I went for, I've told you, I had a, um, a scare, and I didn't know. And I'd introduced the man who was um, looking. The who was looking at the is he radiographer, isn't
1: he? Yes. Yeah.
2: And so I had my mammogram, and she said, "If you could wait outside, I think you're going to see. You'll go in to see this gentleman." I thought, why am I going? And she said, You've got very dense breasts, which nobody ever talks about either. I didn't know I did. I know that I had big boobs, but I didn't know they were dense. dense. And um, and I went in and he said, Right, we can see something. I'm going to, if I may, I'm going to give you a, a biopsy instantly. Um, but I've done this for many years, and I I can tell you I think it's absolutely fine, but we're going to do this. And I just turned into some sort of weird film because a week earlier I'd interviewed him on stage and introduced what? him saying, this is the leading expert radiographer and this man knows everything. And because we were doing a lunch to raise money for, my, uh, for a, a Future Dreams charity, because that's the one that my two friends who have died of breast cancer, mother and daughter, it was all, what on earth is going He's now putting, uh, having a biopsy of my breast. On after, you? <laughs> oh, two weeks later. Um, thank goodness, 24 hours later, I found everything was absolutely fine. Mm. But I was terrified for those 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. But I just remind everybody, please, please go. Yes, it's not comfortable. But, but it's just fine. Just go. And yes. Go. Yes. So wait, at what go. age
1: did you start having mammograms? Uh,
2: I think it was... Forty nine. Yes,
1: yeah, I think that's that's the right age, isn't it? Sort of forty nine fifty, and menopause is that big in your life as a as a feature? No, do you know what?
2: I'm i am i am one of those you, people. One of the lucky ones. Did, is... What? Yeah, it didn't really. It sort of didn't affect me. I yeah. suppose I would, became moody. I suppose my kids would say <laughs> I became moody and lost my temper, but i I feel fitter now than I have ever done, mm. and I uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I said to my husband on the phone driving here that it's such a waste, you know the, uh, isn't it the wonderful quote that youth is wasted on the young, it's such <laughs> yes. a waste to have learnt all of this now, why didn't I know it in my 20s, although yeah. I wouldn't have listened, but why didn't I know it in my 20s that exercise <gasps> and healthy eating yeah. and cutting down on booze and all of those things actually make you feel really good yeah so much better oh
1: my goodness i'm really interested to hear you talk about fat and and the the you know that how we shouldn't be revering low fat because my very first book vital oils was all about good quality fats yes, and we've that was to have those. nearly 30 years ago now and i think we're just slowly beginning to realize aren't we that it's not about fat and obviously things like trans fats and hydrogenated fats are not good but the good healthy fats the avocado yes. and the nuts and the seeds Eggs. and the olive oil yeah. and exactly high fat foods are so good for us and so beneficial and make things like hormones and you know healthy blood yeah. fats and then it's the
2: sugars the refined carbs that are the real baddies. Just, what I find extraordinary is that um, the people will still buy prepackaged processed food, which is actually more expensive, is bad for you, and takes just as long yes. to cook as if, And I, I mean, I'm hoping that my oldest daughter goes off to you, university next year. That's going to be a strange thing to go through. Um, but, but she knows that throw some vegetables into a pan with a bit of tamari and a bit of, um, uh, actually a bit of uh, sesame oil, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, throw Mm. throw those in a pan, with a bit of quinoa, and you've got a really cheap meal, you've Mm. got a super healthy meal, and actually, I don't know if she'll keep to that, being a student, I doubt it, who does really, But, but all of those things are really important, and... The the amounts of sugar, when you look at people sitting in fast food restaurants and, they forget, and they'll and say, but I'm not having sugar. You are. You don't realise. You're having white mm. buns. You're mm. having white rice. That is just what, sugar. That's sugar. Yeah. it Pure yeah. sugar. And they say, no, it's rice. Rice is good for you. No, it's not. If you get brown rice or wild rice and if you also, if you, as we now know, if you cool it down and you have it yes. the next day... Fifty percent lower in sugar. A wonderful book by Michael Mosley. And amazing, you know all it? about your gut health as well. That's your big thing. Yeah, and so my, my resistant husband starch. Has, yeah.
1: That's what all we're talking about. That. So if anybody isn't aware of that, if you if you cook your rice or your pasta or your potatoes even and then you let them go cold and eat them the next day. So things like cold potato salad or sushi rice, for example. So there are lots of cultures. Or you can re- reheat, it, actually. reheat don't, it. You don't as even well, have yeah. to have it cold. Then you, do, you take out the sugar because it turns into this resistant starch that the body doesn't absorb. Such a simple
2: tip. So. And, and incredible. But for years we've to been told that. not to excuse me it's the trees outside um that we've been told not to uh, reheat rice because rice you can get you can get food botulism poisoning. if you keep
1: it for yeah. too long definitely yeah. but if you if you cool it really quickly and keep it in the fridge and use it the next
2: day mm. then you're absolutely fine how did you discover that you had a wheat allergy um from well actually all my life uh up until finding out i had um i couldn't breathe <laughs> i didn't ever breathe through my nose so uh, I I just lived on breathing through my mouth and tissues in my palm of my hand and I never could breathe very well. So my nose would run constantly and it is now, but that's for another reason. That's for dry eye, which I'll tell you about. Oh, um, but about um, uh, so as a child, I just had a, I thought I like that all the time and I had a blocked nose. And, Not very good for a broadcaster. No, and I didn't know what it was. I knew I was allergic to cats very allergic to cats and allergic to feather pillows. you still are? Uh, yes, but actually less mm. than now finding out about the wheat because of course my resistance is higher because, uh, well, I don't need to say all of it to you because you know, but obviously <laughs> your your listeners might want to know about that. But, um, so then I went, I, I was tested and they said to me, in in those days, it's a long time ago, they said to me, um, oh yes, you're allergic to cats and feathers. And you've got hay fever. And I said, yeah, I know that. But I'm there's something else. Mm. And it was before people knew about all of these things. And I thought, what do I do? And I then read something about the Hale Clinic. And I went along to the Hale Clinic. And I went to the reception. I said, I'd like to see somebody because I know I'm allergic to something and I don't know what it is. And they said, OK, um, we have a, a wonderful woman here who does qigong, and is a nutritionist and a naturopath and a herbalist. So I said, lovely, I'd like to see her, please. <laughs> and they said, okay, well, she has an appointment tomorrow. I said, okay. Right? I didn't know what I was going into. You didn't know what they were talking I about. I walked in <laughs> to see her. Belinda was her name. Gosh, I, and this was, this was, I was 25. So it's 26, 27 mm. years ago. and um, And I went to see her and she said to me, Oh, you have, uh, you have a wheat uh, allergy. And, she just, did, and at me. How, just by looking at just you. just by looking at me, and That's then. So I said to her, "How do you know?" Because mm. uh, I'm always questioning. I question everybody. As an interviewer, I question everybody. Yeah, of um, and she said, "I can tell by all of the symptoms, everything you've said, and I used to be, um, I used to swell up at night. I used to go to bed every." every single night of my life with a hot water bottle. I didn't know that you didn't go to bed with a hot, didn't not go to bed with Mm. a hot water bottle as it were because I had stomach aches. Really excruciating stomach aches and a blocked nose. Anyway, she said, do, for two weeks, I want you to cut out everything with wheat, but specifically wheat. So I said, okay. And she said, and look at every food label. And when I started to do that, I realized that most things, I mean, I had cereal in the morning. I had, maybe a sandwich while I was running around for lunch um and uh suddenly realized that everything that I consumed had wheat in it Mm. and within three days I could breathe for the first time in my life I didn't have a stomach ache and then obviously two weeks later she then said oh this is very interesting now can you try it again when I took it again I was doubled over in pain for 24 hours with severe severe pain really um so much so that i was screaming agony and i couldn't breathe again and i became wheezy it was awful it was absolutely Isn't that awful. extraordinary
1: and that's something that the medical world couldn't pick up No, because they, they, they never did up, they no. never
2: did
0: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a
2: one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online
0: right at home.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So then I went and had myself tested and mm. I came up as a huge lump. So I found out I was allergic to wheat. And since then, obviously it's a long time ago now, since then I've tested other things the same. Mm. And I would say I, I haven't had a celiac test, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if I am celiac yeah. because I have a minor reaction to other glutens. Do you? So I become wheezy. I have to be careful with some wines as well. So I become, I become that become become slightly wheezy. Well it depends in the in the process in the, in how, the they're how they're refined. Yeah. So I just have to talk about things like oats. Can oats, you have oats I, and porridge? Because I, I, cause but I know some I'd people become, can't well I, I did for years and I then decided to see what it was like to cut them out. And it's definitely made a difference. Mm. it doesn't make me ill. But it makes me sluggish. Whereas porridge, I know that it's, it's a smart drug. It's wonderful. Porridge is wonderful, and for for it certainly gave me energy, made me last all day. I could walk a marathon on it. But I've now I've taken myself off that. I'm I'm in the morning. I have eggs and avocado and sauerkraut and kefir. I <gasps> make my own kefir, which is my first thing. I have. Do you? That's um, so yeah, bad. Soya kefir. Yeah. My husband makes his own, well, I make it for him, uh, coconut kefir or almond milk kefir because he has eczema and asthma, so he doesn't have dairy. So, okay interesting we have uh, that as the kids say you open up our fridge and it's it it's all there <laughs> is it literally it's, it's, it's off moving off milk with... here and off
1: milk there and, yeah i was reading actually uh, researching for an article we're going to do in the magazine in a few months time and it was about fermented juices yes and this was you know you take your juice and you have your beetroot and your carrot and whatever um well this you keep it for a month Oh really? And then, yes, and then you're drinking but fermented juices. Fizzy. Well, it will be really fizzy, so I'm we're going like to it. try it. So anyway, we've got all these sort of fermented juices, and I'm having to say to people, no, please don't throw that out. It hasn't gone off. Well, it probably has gone off, you know, technically, but it's gone off for a reason. It's, oh, it's gosh, fermenting okay. all these bugs. I listen to bugs. you. See? I do, it's
2: my fear <laughs> is you. It, primarily, it was you going on about it that we, and also my husband has acupuncture, and the acupuncturist told him to have really? it kefir is just so amazing if
1: anybody hasn't stumbled across kefir yet and it, and it is growing you're finding it in more and more supermarkets it is this like a super yogurt isn't it? it's like this sort of liquid fermented milk and i make mine with local cow's milk but you can make it with goat's milk or sheep's milk or coconut milk or whatever and it's unbelievably good for you and i think it's it is addictive. I think our microbes tell us that oh, they gosh. need it. You know, I, I feel myself craving it. And I always picture these little microbes, it. like little minions in my stomach
2: going, feed me kefir because I need it now. But I haven't <laughs> had dairy for forever because I, mm. actually I didn't like it as a child and also made me more blocked up. Yeah. Um, so I just I don't like dairy. I don't like anything dairy. Mm. I really don't. Uh, but I have this craving for my soy kefir in the morning. yeah. Well, uh, interestingly,
1: my son, my eldest son, who's 25, he was always slightly lactose intolerant as a child. And again, you know, very similar symptoms to you. He was quite wheezy, blocked up, a lot of ear infections, which is so common in childhood. And I took him off lactose quite early on. And back then it was really hard. You know, I used to find the occasional packet of rice milk, but that was it. I mean, there just was no almond milk or soy milk or whatever. Um, And that made a big difference. But now I give him kefir, and I gave him dairy kefir because the the um, beneficial bacteria in the kefir will digest the lactose. Well, that's
2: what he, my husband wants and to And he can have that now. His, what, he wants to try it out for his eczema and asthma because I've taken him off all dairy. Mm, It'll be very interesting and, to see. Oh Yes, maybe. That is what
1: they say, that if, if your kefir is properly fermented, that's what the bacteria are living on. So they've pre-digested the lactose so you can actually have okay. it so we shall see and certainly my eldest daughter Lily who also went through a, pr- a problem with gluten and wheat since repopulating her gut bacteria she can now reintroduce it and she can have bowls of pasta and you know not every day mm. but she can have it occasionally and, and not blow it, up
2: the interesting thing was I realised that it was probably more when everyone became obsessed with spelt so I thought mm. oh great I have mm. to try that bread. instead yeah. and I had it and it was delicious but it just made me <laughs> was a it bit wheezy and a bit mm. stomachache but not like it Bad. Not now you bad. talk about running
1: and walking. And I, I don't know, run. Do you not? Well, no. The, your Instagram. You're always in trainers. Always because I walk everywhere. Oh, okay. These are walking these trainers. Lovely. Yes. I I I walk everywhere. But I've seen you at the marathon. Were you, did you walk it or were you no, just, I just, no? I didn't have just bit They're supporting N- it. No,
2: never, 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 ever. I it was gosh. a fun run. Oh, I've been. Yes, I've done mm. fun runs, and I've, I've I've done a couple of uh, sport relief mile runs and things. Yeah. But I'm not. Sure. I've never ever been a runner walking is the most incredible thing and i and i read a, obviously again another i've wanted to research why i love it so much and apparently you can become addicted to fresh air and i thought of oh, oh, fabulous the addictions. let's have that one <laughs> i'm going to have that one um but it's very interesting apparently that's what runners and walkers have yeah. and if i don't do it i i become yeah. itch. i can't explain it's it's I, I crave it and my i so i managed last week So every day I think I probably do about seven miles. But I go. Do you walk to work? Yeah. Can you walk to BBC? It's an hour. It's an hour and forty minutes for me. Mm. So that's how I start. And then most of my work is in town. So I'll start at maybe go to Broadcasting House at Oxford Circus. I'll go into Soho. I then go over to ITV on the South Bank and then come back. The other day I walked uh, seven and a half miles in one go. Um, do you have a tracker? Do you keep track of it? I have my Fitbit, of, yeah, and it tells you. I love it. It's a nice, and satisfying think, to look at it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and my Fitbit, I think that's what's tipped me into that because mm. I want and I bought it for the kids as well. They've got um, sort of kids' ones. um... Uh, that we found. Yeah, I did online. the same.
1: I, I gave my daughter one for her
2: birthday. And I she's thought it was. 15. And everyone said to me, oh, you shouldn't do that as too young. No. And the kids love it. Yeah, and my be aware youngest of it. is very sporty. Mm. My oldest isn't. She's mid, lower six. So she's exam yeah. mode. Yeah, um, similar. But it's really, It's. I think it's great. I love that we're getting out and about. But I need somewhere to go. So I'm not a, a walker, as in. Um, I love to go. I do love the countryside. Don't get me wrong. I love to go for a country walk, but I can't do it. So for me, I like to know I've got to be so. I've got to be there, and I've got to be there, and then I've got to be there, and I've got to be there. I've got an hour. Mm -hmm. I've got 50 minutes to get there. I've got whatever, Mm. and I stop. I look. I've got three shows at the moment that I've devised whilst I'm working. That one of which is about to start going out. Another one which is we're piloting, and these are all from walking and having looking around and seeing that the sky is blue.
1: I read a really interesting study uh, that was at Stanford University that showed that twenty minutes of walking outdoors dramatically boosts brain creativity. Yes. And it was very interesting because they also compared it. They did a trial against walking on a treadmill because it, initially they thought the researchers thought, oh well, it's just being active, it's just having more <laughs> oxygen going around and circulating around your brain. But it is that I've read outdoors. Say, I th- Well, I read so, something, and about you are two living proof. Ago.
2: About yeah. treadmills versus outdoor. Yeah, treadmills um, are good for aerobic and getting you moving. Well, and I metabolism. go to the gym as well. So yeah. for me, I start. I'll go to the, take the kids to school, go to the gym, then start walking. And what what do you do in the gym that's different then? Uh, are you doing so weights? I, yeah, I do weights. I do because it's important at our age, of course, as well to mm. to have weights, weight uh, weight bearing exercise, squats, weights. I do hit. So I'll do I'll do TRX. So I'll use, if people don't know. So is that it's, a like a big elastic band. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it, it's something that you tie onto a bar or you mm. tie onto a door, and you use your own body weight to pull yourself. So rowing, press up type things. Um, it's called TRX, and it's very it's very simple. Um, you don't need machinery for it. You just need a a band basically. Yeah. It's not elasticated. It's a firm right. band. Yeah. Um, so I do that. I do um, uh, rowing machine. Because I had a trapped nerve in my neck, so I couldn't do... I loved doing upper body mm-hmm. workout, but I had to be careful for a year. It's now fixed, thank goodness. Went to a wonderful osteopath. Um, but so I, I, did, I had to do a lot of uh, uh, upper and lower back exercises. Yeah. So I've, I, that's another thing. I do know a lot about fitness because I've been trained and I've read and I've learned. So that's another thing I'm passionate about.
1: It's interesting how women, as, as they get older, can actually be fitter. I think I'm, I, I'm, I look better yeah. now in my you know, 50s than I did in my 40s because I'm well, fitter. I feel fitter, yeah. I have more energy and, yeah. and sleep better. And, and weight-bearing, and even walking actually is weight-bearing. Weight-bearing doesn't mean to say you've got yeah, to lift, to weight. lift weights. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to that lovely um, Baker, uh, ex-model now Baker, brilliant, and TV presenter Lorraine Pascal. She's lovely. Isn't she great? And I love her Instagram as well. And she lifts the most extraordinarily heavy weights. And when you meet her, you know, she's this little sort she's of... <laughs> tiny you know almost quite fragile obviously very tall but um but incredibly slender but super strong Mm. and she was talking about the importance of weights and when she travels because she's doing a lot of tv work in the states she has these inflatable weights that i keep meaning does she fill them with water water or sand and yes and you can so you can travel with them you can like flat pack weights isn't that clever so funny and then you know, carry on doing you know wherever you are. If you're staying with a friend or in a hotel bed, but it's uh, it's interesting
2: it. the other day because I do. So Fitbit also has a. I feel like I'm not. This isn't freebie either. Yeah, my husband ambassador no, it, no, no, no. <laughs> I am absolutely not. And I, I, I'm. I don't do that sort of thing. I, I have I'm to sure say. other trackers are available. Yes, there are other trackers. <laughs> uh, but but on this one particular one that I have, it also has. Uh, a hit so it does a, so a ten-minute high minute, intensity yes which word. i love mm. and i think i've always done it and i didn't know it was so good for me and now everybody's this whole thing about do I've what only you ever do you do as to... part of your hit so i'll do i'll do a seven minute uh, workout or i'll do a 10 minute and i love a seven minute quick workout mm. if i haven't got time so i'll do everything it starts with um i like uh, doing step up so at the bottom of the stairs mm. at home i'll so do really easy. fast up and down but okay. as fast as i can for a minute. Uh, then i'll do a plank and a plank is one of the greatest exercises you can do for your core i love yoga pilates yeah actually, and i it? did uh, pilates for years i did yoga for mm. years and pilates i love pilates pilates is mm. good for your body and yoga is good for your brain your mind rather yeah. um uh and so i do that and then i do a uh, superman uh pose so you it's like in a, a, a push up Staying in the push up position, and then I uh, do my legs. I bring my knees into my chest. Oh, is that what they call burpees? And the burpees are where you jump up. Then you oh, go down. That's it. oh, it's horrible. Absolutely, it's it. horrible.
1: <laughs> but the great thing about HIT is that you time it, and so you think it's only one minute.
2: Yeah, it's sixty seconds. I can do this, and I'm exhausted by the end of it.
1: And then you know you've done the whole body workout in seven yeah. minutes, yeah. and then you get on with your day, yeah. You get on with your life.
2: And it's great. It's really good. But... And no excuse to say there's no time. I can't do it. But I, can't but fit I want it people in. to be careful because I think mm. the other thing is that I do worry that people, if they don't know what they're doing, that they'll suddenly they'll they'll download an app, a ten minute app, or a fifteen minute yes. app. And they'll think, oh, this is for me. I just, people, please, if you're going to do this, go and get, go to the doctor first. Check your hearts, okay? That's a really
1: good plan. Get yourself kitted out. You know, health wise, checked by the, the doctor, and there are also great YouTubers and professional yes. coaches online that you can Some watch. Superb ones. So you can see the technique. And yeah. I, you know, I have a big mirror in my bedroom at home, and I do my workouts in front of that, and always sort of try and check alignment and make sure I'm standing straight yeah. and shoulders down and pelvis tucked under, and all of that to to avoid injuries. I've had I've
2: had injuries. I ha- I, I had uh, two bad shoulders. I had to have two shoulder operations um, separately, sort of few years apart because of. Mm. bad positioning of myself in yoga mm.
1: so what would you say now in your 50s looking ahead for the next i don't know how many more decades you're going 50, to be in broadcast please? okay 50 so this is the second half <laughs> what what are you going to be focusing on for in terms of well-being and fitness for the next half of for your me life me personally yeah. or for
2: work wise yeah i know for you uh, personally for me personally what, what's going to be carrying keeping on you going walking mm. family actually Do you know it's really funny we uh, on bank holiday monday Everybody was saying, oh, what, is, what did you do? What did you do? Oh, we went out with lots of people. We did. And actually, the four of us were just at home and we had a barbecue at home. And I did meet, um of course mealies because we call them mealies, uh, corn on the cob and asparagus on the barbecue and some uh, tofu. <laughs> and that's what we had. And we all sat around in the, we've got a teeny weeny garden because we're in London and we're mm. very lucky to have a garden. We just sat outside, the four of us, and we played Uno and oh, we played Tetris you know. Jenga. And I just thought, I love this. I love that. How thing. old are your kids? Uh, 16 and 11, two girls. Right. And my dad as well, who's in yeah. his 80s. He's 83. So multi-generational,
1: <laughs> all together. Very Mediterranean, actually. Yeah. If you look at, you know, southern know, Big France salad on the Italians. table that I picked out
2: all day because I love it when it goes soggy. It's that sort of. <laughs> soggy, <laughs> Oh, I love it when the apple cider vinegar soaks properly into the an And lettuce. apple cider vinegar, of course, very good for yes. gut bacteria. My husband has that before he eats every meal. He has a... And has uh, that helped? I know it can help with things like acid
1: reflux, too. Yeah,
2: he has acid reflux. He had yeah, it. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, we could chat all day. But thank you so much, thank Gabby. You. It's real, real pleasure to have you here. And if you haven't already, do click subscribe to make sure that the next episode uh, is downloaded safely onto your phone or tablet. As always, we will put all the ideas and links that we've mentioned today over on LizelleWellbeing.com. And we'll try and put a few gut-friendly oh. recipes on there as well. I just wanted to so, mention
2: dry eye. Dry eye. Oh Oh my goodness! Please, ma'am, tell us about dry eye, and then we can include it. Only because, um, sorry to interrupt you, but only because so many. When I put it out on Twitter, I cannot get over the response I had. And dry eye syndrome or blepharitis is so many millions of people have yeah. it and people don't talk about it. I have blepharitis too. Well there we go. And so, and how, how how do you treat yours? Well, I decided you know, it's got to be non-preservative eye drops. I decided mm. not to use those. Mm. Uh, I use my glasses. I know it's I but at night I, it can be so painful when I'm at the theater. I can't see what's happening on stage sometimes. Uh, but I'm going to have this isn't an advert. Okay. Either, this is not an advert. But ad, I'm going I'm, I'm going to have something called lippy flow What is that? Which I've been told about is from America. And I've been reading a lot about it. And I think it's Optical Express do it. And it's, they massage your eyelids Mm. because it's the actual glands. And I've seen the inside. I've seen the x-rays and everything. And um, it's the oils not produced anymore. So that's why tears just drop out uh, without the oil. And I'm going to have this done next week. Is it Um, one treatment or do you go for lots of a No, just one for 12 minutes. And massage your eyelids for twelve minutes. Yes, and they put a cup over your eyelid, uh, over Mm. your eyeball, and they put something to numb. I know it sounds, but you know what? If I don't have to be in pain anymore, yes, and it's horrible. It's really painful, and the amount of people that have now spoken to me about it Mm. and said thank you for talking about it, nobody discusses this, I've tried complementary therapy drops, I've tried everything yes. pure, I've done every single thing, so I'm going to go for this, and I'm going to, I'll put it on Twitter and Instagram, because I well, just we'll want to Well, will add that onto the podcast notes and, and your results Yes, of
1: how you found it. What works for me is using a hot compress.
2: I Well, I have that, I have the iPad. So iPod, that's what add. I use, okay. But I don't, I'm not very good at sitting still and no. it goes cold
1: and it does go cold after Yes. And it takes a minute or so yes. and then it's cold again. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: I got the, I got an eye bag that I was told to get, um, a silk one. It feels very nice lying in the bath doing that, but I'm not, yes. I, I get impatient. Yeah. Well, I should be very interested yes. to hear.
1: So thank you. And that genuinely is all we have time for today. So thank you, as always. Do click on subscribe to make sure that the next episode is downloaded, as I said before. If you can, do leave us a review as it really helps other people find the show. And it's so great to be able to share so many of these well-being and wellness hints and tips on lizellwellbeing.com you can sign up to our weekly newsletter if you like where we put recipe ideas and behind the scenes pictures and event tickets and all sorts of things so until the next time we chat go well bye-bye